In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to Pointing to the Saviour of the World on this 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. Dear friends in Christ, the central theme of today's readings is a strong invitation and a challenge to render humble, selfless, committed, loving service to others in the community without expecting honour or rewards in return. The readings also warn us against the triple vices of pride, idolatry and hypocrisy. In the first reading, the prophet Malachi condemns the irresponsible, proud, lazy priests of his time and warns them about their failures to give proper instructions, teachings or example which consequently led many to stumble. In the second reading, St. Paul in his first letter to the Thessalonians presents himself as an ideal example of servant leadership in a servant Christian community. And in the Gospel, Jesus uses quite dramatic language to warn against all forms of idolatry, including making a person into an idol. And he reminds teachers, doctors, fathers, that our purpose is to lead others to the one teacher, the one doctor, the one father who is in heaven. Dear friends, let us pray today that religious leaders, parents, doctors, politicians will take as their model humble Christ-like leadership and be more concerned about service to others rather than self-promotion. That their leadership would be full of integrity and honesty with no double standards. A reading from the prophet Malachi. I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts, and my name is feared throughout the nations. And now, priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not find it in your heart to glorify my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send the curse on you and curse your very blessing. But you, you have strayed from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your teaching. You have destroyed the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. And so I, in my turn, have made you contemptible and vile in the eyes of the whole people in repayment for the way you have not kept to my paths, but have shown partiality in your administration. Have we not all one Father? Did not one God create us? Why then do we break faith with one another, profaning the covenant of our ancestors? The Word of the Lord.
Thanks be to God. Keep my soul in peace before you, O Lord. Keep my soul in peace before you, O Lord. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor haughty my eyes. I have not gone after things too great, nor marvels beyond me. Keep my soul in peace before you, O Lord. Truly, I have set my soul in silence and peace. A wind child on its mother's breast, even so is my soul. Keep my soul in peace before you, O Lord. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. Keep my soul in peace before you, O Lord. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Like a mother feeding and looking after her own children, we felt so devoted and protective towards you and had come to love you so much that we were eager to hand over to you not only the good news, but our whole lives as well. Let me remind you, brothers, how hard we used to work, slaving night and day, so as not to be a burden on any one of you while we were proclaiming God's good news to you. Another reason why we constantly thank God for you is that as soon as you heard the message that we brought you as God's message, you accepted it for what it really is, God's message and not some human thinking. And it is still a living power among you who believe it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You have the message of eternal life. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory be to you, O Lord. Addressing the people and his disciples, Jesus said, The scribes and the Pharisees occupy the chair of Moses. You must therefore do what they tell you and listen to what they say. But do not be guided by what they do, since they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy burdens and lay them on men's shoulders. But will they lift a finger to move them? Not they. Everything they do is done to attract attention, like wearing broader phylacteries and longer tassels, like wanting to take the place of honour at banquets and the front seats in the synagogues, being greeted obsequiously in the market squares and having people call them rabbi. You, however, must not allow yourselves to be called rabbi, 
since you have only one master and you are all brothers. You must call no one on earth your father since you have only one father and he is in heaven. Nor must you allow yourselves to be called teachers for you have only one teacher, the Christ. The greatest, the greatest among you must be your servant. Anyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and anyone who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friends, at the very heart of today's readings is the message and a good reminder that as God's beloved children baptized into Christ, we are called to live to a very high standard. This high standard involves following Jesus' words, practicing what we preach, and striving to imitate Jesus' actions with humility and love. Does this mean loving unconditionally? It certainly does. Does this mean not seeking places of honour but rather having a servant's attitude? It does indeed. Do these postures and attitudes come naturally to us as human beings? No, they don't. As descendants of Adam and Eve, we are prone to this weakness or tendency to want to be noticed. We want to be like gods. We want to see our value as something we are responsible for. We are tempted very often to take credit for ourselves and be masters of our own lives and our own destiny. An error that the scribes and Pharisees were guilty of when they failed to give glory to God and acknowledge him as the fount of all things. They made idols of themselves, became proud, demanding respect, and were described by Jesus as hypocrites. Now, let's take these three things in turn. Jesus makes a strong observation about the way that the Pharisees and scribes dressed to make themselves noticed by others and respected as religious persons. Phylacteries were small boxes that contained parchment on which was written sacred scripture. They fastened these to their left wrist and to their forehead in such a way so that they would hang in front of their eyes. This gave the impression that their eyes were always set on the laws of God. Then on the four corners of their cloak, 
they would wear tassels in observance of the law. The bigger these tassels were, the better impression it gave, indicating that they had a great devotion. Then there was the question of titles. Jesus condemned them for using the titles of rabbi, father, and master. He said they should not be called rabbi because they have one teacher, they being students. No one should be called father, for they have only one father who is in heaven. Next, to explain idolatry, let me use an illustration from St. Augustine of a girl whose fiancé gives her an engagement ring. The ring is gorgeous and the boy is happy that his girl likes it so much. She, of course, is dying to show it to her friends. Well, she starts to love the ring so much that it becomes more important to her than the one who gave it. When the boy discovers that his girl lost the ring more than him, he is not so happy. And if he finds out she is using the ring to make her girlfriends envious and show her superiority over them, he might be more than unhappy. He might become furious and say, I gave you the ring as a sign of our love, not to look down on others. Dear friends, the vice of hypocrisy that Jesus criticizes the religious leaders of his time for isn't just found among clergy or religious leaders today, but among a lot of Christians. Some former Catholics have proclaimed that they don't come to church anymore because it's filled with people who think they are holy but live in unholy ways in their ordinary everyday lives. They are religious on Sunday but do not live religious lives Monday through to Saturday. Dear friends, what then are we to do? The first thing we must do is to admit that there is a tremendous gap between what we are and what we ought to be. What we say and what we do. We must then first, above all, recognize the truth about ourselves and then asking for God's mercy. Set about amending our lives. What better way to do this, dear friends, than to cultivate and nurture the virtue of humility from the Latin word humus, which means earth or ground, which is beneath us. The humble person regards not himself or herself as great, but rather regards others as more important than himself or herself. The Catechism calls humility the foundation of prayer. And to picture humility, dear friends, we are to imagine the picture painted by the responsorial psalm, Psalm 130 or 131, depending 
on the version of the Bible that you're reading. Of a child, a little child, perhaps a few months old, vulnerable, needy, dependent, but cuddled up against its mother's breast, knowing that everything is okay because of the mother's love. The child knows, however unconsciously, that it is not self-reliant. It needs its mother. But she is there, and so there is no need for fear. This is humility in action. It ties in beautifully with Jesus' saying in the Gospels. Unless you change and become like children, like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Or again, whoever welcomes one of such whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Jesus even identifies with children. He demonstrates total trust in God and relies on him. He even called God, Abba, my father. Dear friends, humility involves the realization that all we are and have is a gift, that we are dependent upon God in whom we can have absolute trust and who gives us everything, that of ourselves we can do nothing. He owns everything we are and we have. We are called to share these gifts and talents as a sign of our gratitude. We are called to set aside the first fruits, the first portion for him. Gifts of our energy, abilities, opportunities and above all, the gift of time. This is the idea of stewardship. There is a story, dear friends, told about a family coming out of mass in the United States. The dad said to his wife, Father's homily wasn't very good this time, was it? The wife added, Yeah, I thought so. And the choir, they, they, were, they sort of sang off key, didn't they? Their small son, who was listening to everything they were saying, said and, 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 and spoke up. Well, it seemed okay to me, especially considering it only cost us one dollar. Brothers and sisters, we give not just because it's the right thing to do, but also because we trust that the God who gave it to us in the first place will continue to give more. So there is no need to inflate our ego by taking pride in external possessions or anything as passing and fickle as physical beauty or reputation. There is no need to dominate over others or think we are superior to them. There is no need to take glory in the spiritual gifts God has given us and 
look down on others. Friends, let us pray this week for the virtue of humility to do God's will without any praise or recognition. May we believe that God wants to delight in us and so relax back from the foolish path of pride because only God's love can make us truly beautiful with the beauty that really counts. May we ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom to know what the Lord wants from us and to joyfully fulfill that call, even if it means working in the shadows where no one will notice us. Let us turn to the Lord who loves us and intercedes for us, bringing to the Father our needs and the needs of the world. For the church, that she may be faithful to God's commandments as revealed in creation, in the covenant and in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. For leaders of nations and all in authority, that they may govern with wisdom, understanding and a special care for the poor. Lord, in your mercy. For poor countries caught up in the oppression of debt, that wealthy nations will have the courage and generosity to free them from their bondage. Lord, in your mercy. For all who seek to follow the commandments of Christ, that they may be living signs of the nearness of God's kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. For our own parish community, that we may have the spirit of charity in all our dealings with others and serve with humility, providing a humble and loving service to our brothers and sisters so that our light may shine out in all we do and say. Lord, in your mercy. For all who are sick, lonely or distressed at this time, that God may be their refuge, enfolding them in love and inspiring them in hope. Lord, in your mercy. For all our loved ones and those we know who have died recently, and all those whose anniversaries occur around this time. Matthias, Annie, Ferdinand, Aqua, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed 
through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. And now for our own personal intentions and the intentions of those who have asked us to pray for them and those who have no one to pray for them. We now ask Mary, the mother of Jesus, our Blessed Mother, to pray for us and with us as we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit, the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God our Father, you are our strength and our protection. Guide us to love you with our heart and soul, mind and strength, and our neighbours as ourselves. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Dear friends, let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you once more for joining us, brothers and sisters. Thank you for being here to listen to the word of God, to pray and to worship God. We continue to thank you for your support, for liking, subscribing to our channel and sharing our videos on the different platforms. Please continue to support us in this way. Any feedback and comments will be greatly appreciated. I wish you a peaceful celebration of the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let us finish like we began. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>